Guys, before we get into today's episode, I have a really important announcement I want to make sure you do not miss. March is going to be a really exciting month in the Primal Potential universe, and I wanted you to be the first to know that I am hosting a completely free training on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You do need to register, and the easiest way for you to do that is to just find me on Instagram and message me with the word tips, T-I-P-S, tips, and I'll send you the link to register. Otherwise, I'm going to make a point to put it in the show descriptions, but message me tips. It'll go to you automatically. Get in touch with me in any way you can if you want that link to register, and for some reason you can or can't figure out how to message me with the word tips, but that's going to be the easiest way because here's the thing. There's a lot of things that we want to be able to do intuitively, automatically, without so much hard work and effort. But to get to the point where you're doing it intuitively and as a matter of habit, you've got to do it intentionally. And that comes with a lot of challenges, whether those challenges are our own excuses, our fears of failure, All of the past times we've tried and failed that make us doubt that we can do it, or maybe it's social situations that pull us away from our goals. I want to walk you through a process of creating your own personal protocol that takes into account all of the unique factors about you, your preferences, your lifestyle, your most common excuses, your fears and your doubts. And I want to take you through that process live in a format where I can answer your questions in real time. And we're going to be doing that on this free training that again is Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Message me the word tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll automatically send you that link so it can happen really fast. You don't have to wait on my reply. That's the best and easiest way. I'll also, moving forward, make a point to put the link in the show description, but I really want you to be there. It is live. You do have to register. It is Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Mark your calendar. Make sure to register. I also have some pretty exciting announcements Maybe the most exciting things that have happened in Primal Potential in the last almost 10 years or coming up on 10 years, I really want you to be there. Message me the word tips. I'll automatically kick you that registration link. If for some reason you can't do that, send a smoke signal, flag me down, find a way to get in touch with me. I want you to be there. Mark your calendar now, and I will plan to see you for that live training Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, If you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. 
Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thanks so much for spending a little bit of your time with me today. I know there are lots of things that you could be listening to, and I want you to give yourself credit for listening to something that can make you better, that can make you healthier, happier, wealthier, all of the above. Because I know it can be really tempting to just listen to reality TV news or true crime. And I just want you to celebrate yourself for investing in you and using your time in you, for you, instead of things that maybe don't have a return or worse, things that might lower your energy or influence you to be the kind of person that you don't want to be. There's been a couple times that I've caught myself reading things on Reddit and I've had to honestly ask myself, do I want to fuel this? Like, do, do I want to invest my energy in reading what other people say about other people. I mean, it's participating in gossip, whether it's active or passive. And and that line of, of questioning has really helped me return to let's spend my energy and attention on something that is going to make me better, that's going to make my family better, that's going to make my community better, that's going to make my health better. So kudos to you for using your time that way. One quick little announcement. Some of you guys have seen this on social media, but over on Instagram, you can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. I am hooking you up with a totally free workbook. And the workbook is on creating consistency and overcoming excuses. So there's a lot of great strategies and mindset tips in there, but there's also a lot of questions and prompts and space for you to fill out the answers to help you not just learn, but implement the information. The way to get it, right now it's only on Instagram. The way to get it is to go over to my Instagram, at Elizabeth Benton, and comment on a post, comment on a post with the word guide. Not a big long sentence and the word guide or like a whole string of emojis and the word guide, just just the word guide, just the word guide and it will kick it off to you. Totally free. It's a workbook for you on overcoming excuses and creating consistency. So you just head over to Instagram. You can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. Right now it is only on Instagram, hopefully in maybe a month or so. We can have it in some other places, but that is where it is right now. So head over to at Elizabeth Benton on Instagram, comment guide and just guide on a post and it'll kick off the process of getting it over to you. Real quick, our giveaway before we dive into the things that I coach about most often in the consistency course. The other day, somebody asked me what my favorite supplements are. I was on a Zoom with a new potential client and she was saying, okay, what are your like favorites? And it was so hard for me to narrow it down. I was like, well, I really like this and this, but the things I buy most often are this and this. And uh, I was telling her that the thing that I can never run out of is called Kids Fundamentals because if I run out, 
Roman will lose his mind. I'm sure there are things in your life if you have kids that, you know, your kid would throw a hissy fit if you didn't have around. Kids fundamental is it. Roman doesn't usually drink plain water and he doesn't drink milk. He just doesn't prefer milk. There's not any reason that we're trying to avoid milk for him, but he drinks kids fundamentals. It's like a powder that you mix with water and it's probiotics and vitamins and minerals and he begs for it. Like that is what is in his cup unless it is what he calls a milkshake, which is a protein smoothie. Um, but we just don't run out of it. And I actually just started giving it to the twins. So they are almost one. How is that even a thing? How is that even possible? It's been almost a year. But just this week, I started giving it to the girls too to make sure that they're getting the probiotics and the vitamins and the minerals. I, I literally make sure that I have three backups so that if we're traveling or we're going to be gone for the day that we always have extras because Roman would lose his mind if we didn't have it. So that's what I'm going to give away today. It's called Kid, Kids Fundamentals. I'll also link it up in the show description. If you're curious, you are eligible to win our giveaways by just leaving a review of this show, and I will announce the winner at the end of the show. All right, on to the three things that I coach on most often in the consistency course. And the first one is... I'm in a funk. I'm in a funk and I can't seem to get myself motivated. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't want to be disconnected, but I'm just like in a bad place and I don't know how to get out of it. Here's where we start with this. This is actually not a bad thing. This feeling of I'm in a funk. This is normal. It is not a problem. In fact, it's a really awesome opportunity because if you are somebody who desires consistency, then you need the moments to come up where you are normally not consistent so that you can create the change, so that you can practice a different pattern. The skill that we really want to build here in these moments where you're just in a funk, in a bad place, struggling to motivate yourself to take action, the skill we want to build is doing something, including something very small, when we don't want to. That is a muscle we have to build, a figurative muscle, of course. That is something we have to practice. I don't want to empty the dishwasher. Perfect. That is the opportunity for me to get better at doing things regardless of how I feel. So maybe that means I'm just going to do the silverware or I'm just going to do the glasses. I'm just going to do part of it for the sake of getting better at taking action when I don't feel like it instead of being in this all or nothing pattern. If I don't want to work out and I said I was going to work out, that is not a problem. I am not bad. My goals are not at risk. It is an opportunity for me to practice doing something small instead of being in the all or nothing pattern. So maybe I don't want to drive to the gym and do a 45-minute workout, but what I can do is take a five-minute walk around my property, or I can do 10 push-ups you know, every 30 minutes for the next hour. I can do five minutes of intentional movement on my deck while my kids play. We usually look at the whole intended plan. Is it a yes or is it a no? Am I in the mood or am I not? Will I do it or will I not? Whether that is like I planned that we were going to do chicken and asparagus for dinner 
nope, I'm not in the mood, so it's a no. Or I planned to do a 30-minute weight training workout, but my knee is bothering me, so it's a no. What I want you to begin to reframe is not looking at these intentions, these goals as all or nothing. Let's look at them in many, many, many pieces and then look for a piece that we can do, even if there's nine pieces that we're not going to do today. Not because the singular piece is the difference maker and the driver of results, but because the most important thing is that we commit to breaking this pattern of being all in or all out, all on or all off. Let's do something. Using the dinner example, you plan to have steak and asparagus for dinner, but you just, you're in a funk. You don't really want to. You're not motivated to eat healthy. Okay, well, you're not wrong. You're not bad. Let's separate the feeling, which is fine, from how we respond to the feeling. Are you up for steak, but not asparagus? Would it feel better if you were like, okay, I'm going to do the steak. I'm going to eat that first, but I really want a potato or I really want rice. Okay, or I really want that leftover pasta. Are you willing to have steak and broccoli or steak and a salad or asparagus plus pasta? What are you willing to do? Break it down into pieces. It's not either you have steak and asparagus or you go through the McDonald's drive-thru, right? Look for something you are willing to do. Sometimes I say like, okay, especially in the summer for me, my... I'm a little bit more likely to just not want a hot, heavy meal. And so it might be, well, you know what? I'm really not in the mood to cook on the grill or to have steak, but I still can do protein and vegetables. So I'm going to do a protein smoothie and a salad, right? I'm always looking for, is there a piece of this or a piece of the intent that I can do? If you think I just can't motivate myself to work out, instead of focusing on what you can't do or you're not in the mood for, what can you do? And that doesn't mean what are you motivated to do? What are you willing to do, even unmotivated? What are you willing to do, even with some resistance, even not wanting to? I've told you guys before that I try to practice this in the smallest, silliest ways, like I don't want to make my bed. Cool. Can I do just the sheet? I don't have to rearrange the pillows. I don't have to do the blanket, the duvet, anything like that. Like, can I do just the sheet? And it's not because I think doing the sheet makes a big difference. And it's not about, yeah, but you still said you would make the bed and you didn't. It's about breaking the pattern of being all or nothing. When I don't want to clean the kitchen, which happens after every single meal, I'll say to myself, okay, can I at least do Roman's high chair tray and all of the bibs? I don't have to do any of the rest of it. And what often happens, not always, but often, is that I do a little and then I'm willing to do a little bit more. But even if that doesn't happen, it's not a failure because what that practice has allowed me to do is just really not fall into the trap of being all in or all out. If we're going to go out and have ice cream... I'm looking for what thing I can do 
that is still aligned with my goals. I'm really practicing that all in or that that not being all in or all out. But at the end of the day, don't see it as a problem that you're in a funk and you're unmotivated. See it as the very opportunity that you need in order to create new patterns. It is an opportunity for you to overcome all or nothing thinking. The second thing that I coach most often, this is easily in like the top five things that come up regularly, is I'm telling myself I just don't care even though I do. People will say, I get it and I have this strategy and I've identified the thing I'm going to work with and the thing I'm going to focus on. But at the end of the day, when I get home from work, I just tell myself I don't care. Or I identified the strategy that I was going to practice going into this party or this dinner, and then I get there and I'm in this social situation and I'm telling myself I just don't care, even though I do. The first thing you need to do here is probably the thing that most people are resistant to doing, and that is slow down. When these thoughts come up, I just don't care. You can't just roll with it as this permissive thought that now that you've thought it, you're committed to it and it just carries you away like a wave. Engage with it. Show up and have the conversation. When you say something like, I just don't care or it doesn't even matter, engage with that thought. Engage with that thought What that looks like is seeking more specificity because that's so general, right? Like, I don't even care. The first thing is, what am I saying I don't care about? What am I saying I don't care about? You know, you went into a situation, a social situation, and you said you weren't going to drink alcohol. And then everybody's drinking alcohol and you're like, I don't even care. I don't even care. You don't care about what? What is it that you don't care about? Because again, what happens is we have this thought and then we just like, oh, okay, well, since I don't care, I can do whatever I want. Wait, 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 wait. What are you saying you don't care about? If you and I were sitting down together and you said this to me, I don't even care. That's the first thing I would say. I don't think I follow. I'm not sure what you're talking about. What is it that you don't care about? Oh, I don't care about my commitment to not drink. Okay, what else? I don't care about whether I lose weight or not. Like, that's just not a priority right now. Is that true? Is it true? Because I didn't get that vibe from you. Is it true? Yeah, no, I really don't care. Okay, then what do you care about? Well, I just care about having fun. Are you sure? Is that all? What do you care about? And why do you care? Why do you care? Let's say that I've got the girl's first birthday coming up, right? And we've ordered cupcakes. And let's say that I decided uh, I'm not going to have a cupcake. Haven't made that decision, but let's pretend. And then I'm there, and they look so good, and I'm like, yeah, I don't even care. My first step is, what am I saying I don't care about? I don't care about my weight today. But is that true? Or I don't care what a cupcake does to my health or my goals. Is that true, though? What do I care about? Because I actually care very much about improving my health. I care very much about 
what the choices I make do to my body, the impact they have on my body and on my health and on my longevity and on my energy actually really do care. So then the next question is, why do I think I'm saying I don't care? Well, to give myself permission to have a cupcake or to give myself permission to have a drink. All right, well, if that's the goal, then let's figure out how to do that in a way that we still feel really good. You know, if I said I wasn't going to drink, but now I'm in this situation and I really want to drink, one of my moves is I'm going to have a sip of my husband's drink. Because I personally, and I know this is not everybody, but just using myself as an example, I don't usually finish my drink. I don't know if it's age or if it's postpartum or if it's what's going on with my thyroid postpartum or it's a little bit of everything. Uh drinks are hitting me a lot harder and I feel like two or three sips in I I don't like to feel buzzed I don't like to feel drunk I just don't I do not enjoy that feeling at all and so I usually have been stopping after two or three sips so I can very easily be like you know what I'm gonna have a sip of Chris's and then I'm gonna decide if it's worth it and if I want more or the cupcake thing. Okay, if I'm if I'm telling myself I don't care because what I really want and I'm not being mature enough to have a conversation with myself about, what I really want is one of these cupcakes. Okay, well, how can I have a cupcake and still honor my goals? Or how can I experience the cupcake and still honor my goals? Because maybe I'm going to split one with one of the kids or maybe I'm going to have a bite or maybe I'm going to have the entire thing, but I'm going to shift some other things that I'm doing in my day. But at the end of the day, what I want to do is be honest and mature, and it's not mature, and it's not honest to say, I don't even care. What would it be like to just say, man, now that I'm here, I'm really wanting this thing. All right, is it worth it to me? And is there a way that I can do it that I'll still feel really proud of myself afterwards? Is there a way that I could do it that is still an improvement for me or is still aligned with my goals or I'll wake up tomorrow and I can still feel good about it? Maturity, honesty. Maturity, honesty. These are the things we come back to literally on every single coaching call in the consistency course, among other things, but these come up a lot, a lot. The third thing that I coach about most in the consistency course is I don't know how to keep prioritizing my goals when life gets in the way. When I have a big stressful week at work, when the kids have a lot going on, if I'm not feeling well, if I'm traveling, when circumstances arise that are unexpected or outside of the norm, I have a hard time executing my plan or staying aligned with my goals. And there's a couple of things we consider in these moments. And some of them are tactical and strategic and others are more mindset and how you think about things. Tactically speaking, strategically speaking, one of the worst things we can do is try to fit it in after everything else, right? Treating it as we do all of these other things first, we take care of our kids and our work, and then we expect that at the end of the day or after all of that is done, that we're still going to have the margin and the time and the energy to do these things that are high value. Probably not going to work that way. It's probably not going to work that way. The, the visual that we talk about a lot, and you probably heard me 
mention a lot here is if you have to fill a jar with both rocks and sand, if you put the sand in first, the smaller stuff, there's no room for the rocks. But if you put the rocks in first, then the sand can fit around it. And oftentimes, if our goals and our priorities are the rocks and all of the other little minutiae of life is the sand, we're usually leading with the sand and then letting the big rocks kind of hope to fit in after the fact. And then they don't. And we're like, what the heck? There's just no way. I can't do it. For me, this looks like I work out as early in the day as possible. The exception is I recently started working with a trainer again, and I usually do that in the afternoon, but that's an easy commitment to keep because I've paid for it. (laughs) And there is no like, I'm just not ever going to let somebody else down. So that one is one that like can, can fit in outside of my pattern of doing it first thing. And the same thing is true with my work. How often do we sit down to work and we do the little stuff or the easy stuff first? We respond to emails and we do the tasks that are simple, but then the heavier hitting projects that take more time and more effort, we sort of leave them till afterwards and then we end up feeling overwhelmed and we end up feeling rushed and it's because we did the minutia first. That's just not going to work. Don't try to fit it in after everything else. Another tactical approach here is, what can I do to make it easier? What can I do to make it easier? What are some of the barriers that I can remove? Some of those things for me, I make sure that we always have a rotisserie chicken in the fridge because on the days where I thought that I was going to be able to cook this thing for dinner, but the kids are being needier than ever, or Chris didn't get home at a reasonable time, or any number of other things... I know that I can tear up some rotisserie chicken, give Roman a stick of string cheese, throw mine on top of some veggies, and we're good to go. That is one thing that I can do to make it easier. Another thing that I do to make it easier is I meal plan. And this is not something that takes very long. I would say it takes me less than five minutes to do it because I have a really steady rotation of meals that work for our family, that we enjoy, that are easy to cook, that are aligned with my goals. And that makes it easier. Then when I go grocery shopping, I'm not just picking up random things. I know what we're doing for dinners at least four nights a week. That stuff is there. It's in the house. Then whoever has the ability to put it together, it's usually me, can make that. And that just makes eating well easier for me. What makes working out easier for me is getting up early. Sometimes that's 4.30. Sometimes it's 5. It doesn't always work out that way. But That is something that makes moving easier for me. Having some dumbbells at home, having a treadmill at home, that makes it easier for me. But I haven't always had a treadmill at home. That wasn't always something I could afford. I could still walk outside. Is there somebody who can help me, either in terms of implementation, like a kid or a spouse or a parent, or in terms of strategy, like a coach or a mentor, an accountability partner? Don't just keep trying to figure it out yourself and then week after week realizing you're not figuring it out. Bring somebody on board to help you. If you have a problem, the same problem week after week, month after month, year after year, bring somebody else in, even if it's not somebody that you've paid, to help you create a different approach. From the mindset side of things around, I struggle to prioritize my goals and life seems to get in the way, your mind is usually the limiter, right? If you are thinking things like, I just don't have time, 
I'm too stressed. I'm too busy. If you want better results, you have to have better conversations with yourself. The mind is the limiter. So if the mind is saying, I don't have time, I'm too overwhelmed, you have to change that. You have to expand the quality of the conversation that you are having with yourself. So if you feel like you don't have time, a good question to ask is, where can I use my time better? Where is there room for improvement? Or how can I make this thing take less time? Maybe instead of striving for a 30-minute workout, you need to start by striving for a 10-minute workout or an 8-minute workout. Don't continue to do the same thing and just hope that today's the day you're going to execute it. Shift and adjust and have better conversations with yourself about what you perceive to be in the way. If it's your kids and, oh, it's their activities, well, how can I make it work within that? If we're routinely doing takeout or carryout or drive-throughs, how can I make better choices in those situations? Can I have three or four go-to meals when I'm out and about that are aligned with my goals? For me, that was Chipotle for a long time. I could do Chipotle. I knew what I could get there that was aligned with my goals, and I also really enjoyed it, and it worked when I wasn't at home. So you have to look at how can I elevate the conversation that I'm having, the beliefs that I have about what I perceive to be in my way, because there is a way around it. It just comes down to are you seeking the way around it or are you just believing in and accepting the limitation that you've been telling yourself? Remember, I created this free workbook, totally free, no strings attached, it's about overcoming excuses and creating consistency. It's only Right now, it's only available on Instagram. You just go over to my Instagram account, at Elizabeth Benton, comment on one of my posts with the word guide, just the word guide, and I'll send it over to you for free. The winner today of Kids Fundamentals is TFH11. TFH11, if that is you, email me, elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Tell me you were the winner of 1108. Make sure to include your mailing address and also make sure to email me within 60 days of this episode airing. After the 60-day mark, we donate. Uh, we donate the prizes. So I purchased them ahead of time. After 60 days, we donate them to local charities around here. So that's why there's that 60-day mark because um, I don't want them to just sit here and expire. And I can't do them for personal use because I'm buying them for the business. So that's that's why that. I had somebody ask about why that was the case. So email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com if that is you. TFH11, include your mailing address. You guys are eligible to win if you just leave a review. And I will put the link to Kids Fundamentals in the show description for you to check out if that is something you are curious about. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. Have an amazing day.